One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Thursday, my friends, and welcome, of course, to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And we start today's show podcast, call it what you like, with Gareth Southgate's England beating Australia at the Riverside Stadium. I know people are actually saying it's Austria, not Australia, but come on, there's no difference. This is how it all sounded anyway, across TalkSport. There is an England free kick, and they're not committing too many bodies forward. And they actually have a player down at the moment. It's uh, Alexander-Arnold, is it, over on that far side? From the far side of the pitch, he, he limped round, and by the time he got to this side of the pitch... Yeah, he could he, hardly move. Exactly yeah. that, and... It, it's it's worrying, um, certainly for him, but we'll know a bit more in a day or so, I'm sure. Obviously not a good sign to see him have to walk off the pitch and in a fair bit of discomfort, um, but we'll just have to see what, what, what uh, emerges from the, you know, those assessments. Do we know specifically what it is? Uh, the boys in the studio thought it could be hamstring. I've heard thigh from someone else. Uh, uh, I think thigh. As I say, in terms of the severity, we're, we're still finding that out, really. On now to the sports bar with Jamie O'Hara and Gabby Agbonlahor. Me, personally, I would take Ward Prowse. Trent Alexander-Arnold is a set-piece specialist. He's now out of the squad. You need a set-piece specialist in your team. Lingard was unconvincing tonight. For me, Ward-Prowse, set-piece specialist. You've got players like Jack Grealish, who are definitely going to be involved in the team, who are going to get you fouls around the box. You know, he will score gaps. He will put one in the top corner. His, his averages in terms of hitting the target, he will score goals for you. I've got a funny feeling you might take Ben White. Ben White today come on and play in a midfield role he yeah. can play centre half so he's versatile but we need another defender but he loves defenders mate you know what he's like I just want to ask you about Jordan Henderson because you, you'd said you were hoping and he had quite a bit to do to be fit enough for Croatia but he did start on the bench tonight but didn't feature Yeah, is he still not ready what's the situation he wasn't happy this morning with how he felt we've uh, scanned him that's all clear but the decision was taken that not to involve him tonight and let's see how he progresses from there He's not played for how many um, weeks now and he's still not fit to play this game. What's he going to wait for for uh, the for the quarterfinal to bring him on for 10 minutes? I mean, you can't, you can't take him. How many, no how many injured players can we have in the team? It's getting ridiculous. It's incredible. We look tired anyway tonight. Yeah, yeah. It's not good enough. We, we, you can't take players who are not fit. If Jordan Henderson, me and you both know it, if you're saying in the morning, I don't feel right, Gaffer, and then you get sent for a scan... You're not right. Grealish has continued his run and will get in here. His flick wide sacker from a turn angle gives England the lead. Personally, it's an honour, you know, because you grow up watching 
you know the the legends, you know the Wayne Rooney's and stuff in the the big tournaments for England. And yeah, for me to now be the one representing England, it's gonna be an amazing opportunity for me, and I'm looking forward to it. Saka can be one of the players that can force himself into the side. He offers something different. He gets the ball and he takes players on in the outside. Players like Rashford and Sterling, you know, they've got to be careful because he's there to try and take their place. He's impressed us ever since he joined up. I said yesterday, played in a team, a big club, uh, through a difficult season and showed a real consistency throughout that season. And he showed that tonight. He's very at ease with this sort of group of senior players. Once we got the goal, you thought, OK, go ahead and uh, and see it out nicely. But all of a sudden, we've ended up finishing the game like a heavyweight boxer on the ropes. And the bell was just saved us, to be honest. We were before the knockout punch come. There's a lot to decode, I think. The ball inside the penalty area is a flying header that goes wide. What a chance for Austria to equalise. And England had just completely switched off. Probably the most alarming thing for me, we seeded too many chances on our goal. And, and is that going to be our Achilles heel going forward? Jack Grealish is just coming in with me, I'm sure. Uh, Gabby's going to be waiting to hear exactly what you said. Jack, I've got Gabby Agbonlahor listening in on this. Hello, Gab. I I think I saw you at one point on the floor more than you were actually running around. But I mean, that's partly why you're in this squad, aren't you? Winning those free what, kicks. Why are you trying to say I was diving? <laughs> no, not at all. I promise you, I wasn't thinking no, that. I'm, you I'm were a, being upended. I'm only messing. Um, yeah, one thing that I have noticed actually is, um, you know, the, the the refs outside the Premier League don't tend to give as much fouls. Um, I learned that in the second half. But yeah, obviously well, I got kicked. You almost whispering then in case the referee yeah, was in there. case the referee was behind me. <laughs> my goal was to always play for England. So when I've done that at the start of the season, straight away, my next goal is to is to try and get in the squad for the European Championships at the end of the season. And you know I've done that now. I don't know what's next. Probably to to play at the Euros, to score at the Euros, and try and win something with the team. And I feel like we've got the perfect team to do it. And don't forget, of course, the three Lions play their final friendly before Euro 2020 on TalkSport this Sunday against Romania. Coverage gets underway from 4pm. Mark Saggers is your host. I wonder what Saggers had for dinner last night at the Riverside. It was a ridiculous pie the size of a scooter wheel with chips and beans. That's weird, Saggers and a pie. Because when I think of Saggers, I always think he's more of a lamb shank kind of man. Anyway, on to Wales, who lost to France in a friendly over in Nice. Nice. Whatever. Over on Tuxpool 2. And a red card is out as well. Goodness me. Well, that is ridiculous. Nico Williams is shown the no. red card for deliberate handball. Well, that's a joke. That is a very strange decision. That's a joke. He's been sent off and Wales are down to 10 men. I mean, what are we going to do now? We're in for a long night. We've looked back at it at half-time and uh, the fourth official um, apologised to me for the start of the, at the start of the second half, which probably makes it a little bit worse, but uh, it's harsh. Any defender that, that jumps to, to clear the ball, his hands come up in a natural position like that. It's impossible for him to do anything other than it's hit his hand. He's not done it intentionally. So, And then that changes the course of the game and absolutely spoils it. Benzema, so unlucky there to see the shot come off the inside of the post, but Dembele in the right place at the right time. And Wales now trail 3-0. And this was the fallout from Steve Clark, Scotland and their trip to Portugal when they drew with the Netherlands. Mr Pye's terrific direct free kick just whizzed past Craig Gordon who didn't even move for it. A second goal for Memphis Depay. It's the Netherlands 2, Scotland 2. I thought we were good. Lots of, lots of really good things out of the game. Uh, disappointing not to win it to be honest. The... 
Don't like talking too much about referees. I've been in trouble for that quite a lot, quite a lot recently. But the, the, the decision to award a free kick at the end was was embarrassing. But listen, performance is more important than refereeing decisions tonight. And I thought the performance was good. And listen, a draw against the Dutch is a is a good result. It could have been better, but the referee decided that wouldn't be the case. Now, the Crystal Palace midfielder Andros Townsend has talked sport that Nuno Espirito Santo will be a great signing for Palace, but fears Everton may pip them to his signature after Carlo Ancelotti left Goodison to become the head coach at Real Madrid. We'll also hear from an Everton legend, Kevin Campbell, the Males Merseyside correspondent, Dom King. But first, this is Moni Moni Simon Jordan, who said that Toffees fans shouldn't miss the Italian too much. Now, you can't legislate, and no one can be that smart, that you can legislate for one of these huge clubs coming out of the ether, potentially suggesting that they want your manager. And in this instance, absolutely suggesting. And Ancelotti having been there, been a success, OK, he was taken out at a time when Madrid weren't as successful as they'd like to be. They, they hadn't won the league for two or three years, or two years, certainly, and they fired him at the end of the 2015 season, and off he went to Bayern Munich. But I don't know where it leaves Everton in terms of the project, because I can't suggest in any shape or form that the project was going in the right way anyway. The furore and the interest, and we at the beginning of the season were covering Ancelotti and his wonderful son, and now it was all coming together, and this for that, and that for this, and yet they finished 10th in the league. City 5, Everton 0. Some are absolutely outraged that he's gone heartbroken, can't believe it because yeah. it's happened so quickly. I've read some other places from, from influential fans who think maybe um, that this isn't the, the worst outcome in the world because um, the, the way people expressing misgivings about the style of football towards the end of last season, it was very slow and let's not get away, he is a fantastic manager. His reputation and his CV is impeccable. But for the way Everton fell away, it was appalling. They got nine points out of 39 from mm. at home from January the 1st. It's another goal for Fulham, Everton nil, Fulham 2 and again it's Josh Madger who scored it. How Everton react now is going to really be telling for yeah. all the fans because you have to be able to manoeuvre, you've got to be smart, you've got to be decisive in, in what you do and the plan is obviously to move into the new stadium with a competitive team and the team have been getting competitive up until eight games this season, the, the team could have qualified for the Champions League so that means that the club are moving in the right direction. Now, the, the next appointment is really going to be the key for Everton Football Club. Here's the cross from the far post towards Andros Townsend, who's coming in at the back post. You know, Espirito Santo is a manager, perhaps, that they're looking at. From what you've seen and what he's achieved at Wolves, could he do something yeah. as good or even better yeah. at Palace? Listen, I've put on record, I have no idea who's coming in. <laughs> Us players, we find out the same as everybody else on social media. So, But I think if it is Nuno or, or a manager of Nuno's ilk, it'll be a great appointment for the club. Somebody who's proven in the Premier League, taken Wolves up from the Championship, got them into Europe. I think it would, if it happened, it would be a great appointment. But there's a long way to go before he's announced. I'm sure they they're, they're interviewing other other people. Everton now in the in the hunt for a manager, so I fear that he's somebody that they may look at as well. So yeah, unfortunately, there's a lot that goes on before. Even though you're talking to a manager, there's a lot that goes on before you can sign on the dotted line and announce it. Now, Tottenham are reportedly in talks with Antonio Conte about becoming their next manager. However, the former Spurs midfielder, Antonio Townsend, Andreas works, doesn't, believes that the PSG manager, Michel Pochettino, has unfinished business at the lane and would like to see the Argentinian return. But despite the supposed negative football played by Conte, a Manchester United fan on my show, Drive, urged the Glazers to pip Spurs and appoint Conte. I, do you know what? I don't even remember this. Sack Ollie, get rid of him, he's not the man. He's not the man to lead United. 
sack all the Conte and Molly's available. I don't care whether he lasts two seasons or three seasons. We, we can't have a, a manager who doesn't know how, when to make changes against managers like Klopp and Guardiola for me. Sorry, I, I just can't see him being the long-term option for us at all. Antonio Conte is talking to Spurs. That is the story emerging this afternoon. You are a Tottenham man, Tim, at a distance. What do you make of that appointment? I, I've never really liked him. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, let, we'll let Tottenham what, know. <laughs> I used to hate the way he celebrated with the fans when he scored. You know, I, I don't like coaches celebrating. I hate watching coaches celebrating. You know, I, I, I like the more kind of cerebral, cold kind of kind of coach who kind of nods when the ball goes in the back of the net and takes his mental notes and so on. <laughs> but he's 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 high octane, isn't he? He's, uh, yeah. he's 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 value for money. There's speculation about Maurizio Pochettino wanting mm. to leave PSG, but it seems as though he's been handled. There's been a little bit of a blow for for Spurs fans because. I think a lot of Spurs fans would love to see Poch return. Yeah. Um, in a bid to end all speculation over a possible return to Spurs, a 12-month contract extension has been triggered. Really? So was that his ploy all along? He used Spurs for the extra... How <laughs> is that thing, though, that you should never go back? I mean, Carlo Ancelotti hasn't heard that, obviously. He's come back. <laughs> That's not something that you would think would be a problem. When you consider how, how he left yeah. and there were some gripes that he had, he wasn't happy towards the end of his tenure. Yeah, I feel like he's got unfinished business at Spurs. It was left open to a return. And the chairman came out and said he had no choice but to let Maurizio go, but he'd be open to, to reappoint him in the future. Maurizio's now gone off to PSG. Yes, he's won a couple of titles, but he's not won what he would have want to have won. So that's why I was surprised to see him want to come back so soon. But from Spurs' side, break the bank, get him back and get back to where you were two, two years ago. Now, England cricketer Ollie Robinson has apologised for racist and sexist tweets posted over eight years ago. The Sussex bowler took two wickets on his debut on the opening day of the first match against New Zealand at Lords. The visitors close on 246 for three. Robinson stressed his regret in a prepared statement. On the biggest day of my career so far, I'm embarrassed by the racist and sexist tweets I posted about eight years ago, which have today become public. I want to make it clear that I'm not racist and I'm not sexist. I deeply regret my actions and I'm ashamed of making such remarks. I was thoughtless and irresponsible, and regardless of my state of mind at the time, my actions were inexcusable. Since that period, I've matured as a person and fully regretted the tweets. Today should be about my efforts on the field and the pride of making my test debut for England. But my thoughtless behaviour in the past has tarnished this. Over the past few years, I've worked hard to turn my life around. I've considerably matured as an adult. The work and education I've gained personally from the PCA and my county Sussex and England cricket team have helped me to come to terms and gain, gain deep understanding of being a responsible professional cricketer. I would like to unreservedly apologise to anyone I've offended, my teammates and the game as a whole in what has been a day of action and awareness and combating discrimination from my sport. I will continue to educate myself, look for advice and work with the support network that is available to me to learn more about getting better in this area. I'm sorry and I've certainly learned my lesson today. But that's it. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm back on my show, Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show, at 4pm today, alongside Sir Darren of Goff. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcasts out first in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day, and above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. 
TalkSport's top five of almost everything is the brilliant new Father's Day book inspired by TalkSport's legendary five at five feature. Enjoy a blistering hardback vino of all-time trivia top fives specially selected by Durham and Goffey from ultimate sporting icons to top telly themes plus loads of laugh-out-loud top five lists to rate and debate. TalkSport's top five of almost everything. The ultimate Father's Day fix delivered direct to your dad for only $12.99. Grab it now at talksport.com slash shop. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.